Welcome to Hope for the Uprooted. I'm Susan Miller, and I am delighted that you join me today. Whatever major life change has uprooted your world, I hope you'll be encouraged today. You matter to me, and the pleasure of your company and knowing you're listening has made my day and encouraged me. So let's unpack some random acts of kindness, some observable ways to love others, and just what does love in action look like? And let's talk about how encouragement is a three-letter word. I, I am a woman that has been encouraged, and it is through that encouragement that has taught me how to encourage others. And a lot of you at this season of life, whether you are have babies in tow and uh, or whether you have junior high teenagers, whether you are a mom with college kids or perhaps um, young adults in your life, we need to know how to continue to encourage them no matter what season of life we're in or what season of life they're in. We, I think it's so important to refresh and renew and replenish what that word encouragement looks like. And I thought, you know, encouragement is just a three-letter word. So what what is encouragement? Let's jump right in and and look at that. And hopefully along the way, I've encouraged you as I have equipped you to encourage others. Okay. Encouragement is the act of inspiring others with renewed courage, a renewed spirit, a renewed hope. It's coming alongside someone, building up someone. It's not removing pain, rather noticing and feeling with them and reminding them of hope in Christ. And you know, uh, encouragement is intentional. Uh, It takes energy. It's not always natural. Sometimes, you know, I can feel so discouraged, but when I turn around and reach out to others and encourage them, it begins then to encourage me. And I think sometimes we have to make that first step and reach out of ourselves in our own circumstances, in our own world, and our own discouragement um, to be encouraged through encouraging others. And it, it's helpful to know what it takes to be encouraged. So I'm going to ask you to think about what encourages you, what pours encouragement into your soul. And, you know, I think back when Bill was at uh, in college and years ago and our son had just been born and we lived in a tiny apartment and he would get up early and go to work in the morning and before daylight and as so many um, of you do and so many husbands do and 
Um, there I was all day alone, didn't know anyone on the college campus, and had a small baby. Uh, perhaps some of you can relate to that. And I remember we went to a church. Uh, we had one car, and we would go to church on Sundays, and that was my connection. That was my community. I didn't know a lot of people. Um, you know, I, I kind of felt like a fish out of water, and but we joined uh, a small group, a study, and there were some older couples in there. And, you know, I always say there's always somebody older than, than you that can teach you, and there's always somebody younger than you that you can teach. But this particular woman took me under wing. And when she found out that we only had one car and there were times that Bill was in the hospitality in the hotel business and there were times he had to go to work on Sunday. And so she said, I'm going to pick you up. Let me know, um, you know, what Bill's schedule is. And if he can't, if he can't be here for a Sunday morning, I'll come and pick you up. And do you know that that couple, that sweet woman, loved me and encouraged me uh, by the simple act of picking me up to go to church on Sunday. Uh, I'll never forget that. That was one of the stepping stones to draw me closer to Christ was through her encouragement and her kindness. And it was uh, through some really difficult days in my life and I think back at how she would come and knock on the door and she'd have this big smile on her face and she'd say let me help you with the baby and we'd pile everything in the car and off we went it's that simple act of encouragement and God has come alongside me all through my life to encourage me through those small demonstrations of encouragement. Not to make me, you know, God's encouragement is not to make us feel warm and fuzzy, but to create a new awareness of his love for us. And little by little, when you are touched by God's encouragement through others, you sense his presence in your life. It never fails. I always think, God, thank you. You've been so good to me. And there's, you know, so many different ways to encourage others. And I'm going to um, help you with that a little bit. Sometimes I need a little refresher course. The first refresher course that I need that is a scripture near and dear to my heart, Philemon 117, your love has given me great joy and encouragement. And it is living out that love that encourages one another. Um, don't forget that. Philemon 117, your love has given me great love and encouragement. It's um, building up each other, bearing each other's burdens, even sacrificing for others. And you think, okay, Susan, what does that look like? You know, um, I'm not like you. Uh, I don't have the gift of encouragement. You know, I don't keep pom-poms in my car <laughs> to uh, pull out when I'm 
at the grocery store in the parking lot and I want to cheer somebody on. I'm not like you, Susan. Um, and of course you're not. And of course, sometimes it takes real uh, intentionality, as I said, and it's not natural. So I'm going to help you along the way. And at the same time, it's a good reminder to me, even though I um, uh, do carry pom-poms in my car and uh, have cheered on many a grocery, a, a young man in the parking lot who's pushing the carts and I'll pull out my pom-poms and say hey you go guy thank you for what you do those kinds of small things but encouragement can be um an action a hug it can be even listening it can be um sending a note or a text it's in so many different ways that you can encourage others uh through God's word um he uses us as encouragers. For me to think that someone has valued and accepted me, um, included or invited or welcomed, those are all important ways. Those are uh, ways that you can encourage one another. And I always think my, my mind always goes to new people in town, of course, Uh, If you have a new neighbor or there's someone new in your church or in your world or in your work world, um, to invite them or include them, to welcome them, uh, that they might feel valued and accepted and appreciated. Those are things that encourage all the more. And so where do you begin? Okay, uh, let me just go ahead and tell you that three-letter word. Encouragement is TLC. And you all know what TLC is. It's tender loving care. Everybody needs a tender, some tender loving care. We all do. We need that TLC. I've said to many a friend many a time, just give me a little TLC today. I need it. I need it. Um, let me take that one step further, my friends. TLC is transforming the love of Christ. There you go. Encouragement is a three-letter word. Transforming the love of Christ. Oh, my goodness. To follow the example um, and be imitators of Christ and follow his example. Uh, to accept uh, others, not judge, not criticize, but accept them, to love them unconditionally. Hey, this starts within your four walls. This starts right in your home. Don't you dare go outside and encourage your neighbors or your friends before you've encouraged your family, your husband, your children, your extended family. Accept to love unconditionally, to pray for someone um, calms a heart. Uh, It's like, think of encouragement like a cup of cool water. You know, what happens when someone gives you a cup of cool water? You feel refreshed and renewed, uh, like you can go on one step further. And encouragement is a lot like that transforming the love of Christ many times is as 
as simple and as meaningful as extending a cup of cool water to someone. And, and how, how do you do that, you say? You know, I never want to give you a biblical principle of encouraging one another all the more um, without giving you the practical tip in, in what that looks like. And so you might say to me, okay, um, how, how do I fill that cup? Well, think about who filled your cup this week. Who ran beside you? You know, who was that person that stood in the wings and, and cheered you on? Or even just looked at you and smiled and looked at you in the eye. And, and you felt that love and acceptance Look behind someone's eyes. That is a key to knowing how to encourage someone. Um, I always say the eyes are the mirror of the soul. And uh, you can look at someone's eyes and tell if they're hurting. You can tell if there's sadness. Uh, and sometimes a hug at that moment without even saying anything can be an encouragement. So look behind someone's eyes. Uh, in other words, see, touch, take their hand, give them a hug, pat them on the shoulder, see, touch, feel. This is all a part of filling that cup to be able to pour out that love of Christ to give that cup of cool water, to see, to touch, to feel, to feel compassion for others, uh, and to listen to their hearts. These are important, um, important ways to fill that cup, to transform the love of Christ, to be like Christ, to imitate him. Uh, Christ sees us, knows us, touches us. He listens to us. Uh, he, those are the things that can transform his love when we do that to others. Uh, encouragement is the overflow of the life of Christ in us to others. Um, oh gosh, I just, uh, to know God's love, which surpasses all knowledge that you may be filled up to the fullness of God, Ephesians 3, 19, filled up. God fills my cup so that I might fill someone else's with a cup of cool water. And then you say, okay, Susan, let's take this cup analogy. You know me, I'm so visual. Um, sometimes I blunder through. Um, I know what I'm saying, but I'm thinking, well, hey, does she know what I'm saying? But I'm using that, um, that cup of cool water as a means of encouragement and overflow of the life of Christ in you. And, and I think of... Okay, how do I do it? How do, okay, Susan, I fill my cup, you know, and um, I've seen, I've touched, I've felt, I've listened. I know there's a need. I know that my friend, my child, my teenager, my college student, my husband needs that encouragement. But how am I going to do that? 
Um, I like to think of practicing random acts of kindness. I remember when that was a bumper sticker, and I've always remembered, practice random acts of kindness. How do you demonstrate an observable love, something that others can see, touch, and feel? How do you demonstrate that? If you've read Gary Chapman's book on the love languages, you'll know that it's it's important to um, to identify what uh, a love language is, and and through words you can encourage someone. That's an observable love through words to edify and to build up um, through gifts. Gifts that have ribbons or without ribbons um, to uh, serve, service, to do something for someone or time to give them that undivided attention. Let me go back up um, and then I've, I, I love to add acts of kindness and what that might look like. But l- let me go back to... Um, to gifts without ribbons. His five love languages, of course, are just pretty awesome and pretty basic. It just kind of spells it out that you can demonstrate an observable love through words and gifts and service, um, through time and through acts of kindness. But I want to uh, help you understand what gifts with and without ribbons look like. Uh, There have been times in my life when I wanted to give something to someone to encourage them, but I didn't have two nickels to rub together and, uh, and, and couldn't go out and buy something. Gifts with ribbons is when you are able to buy something or give something and wrap it with ribbons and it looks beautiful and you've picked it out because you know maybe their color is blue or their... Um, or they collect rabbits or whatever, and you've picked something up like that and bought it and wrapped it. Those are wonderful gifts. I love those gifts with ribbons. But let me tell you about the gifts without ribbons, my friends. There are times when I've had a knock on the door, and I go to the door, and there's a bag of oranges on my doorstep because I have a friend who knows that I don't have an orange tree here in Arizona. We have lemons and and orange trees. And she knows that I don't have an orange tree, but she does. And so she picks oranges and lemons and leaves them at my door. That's a gift without ribbons. You see, you don't have to go out and buy something. You can give a rose off your rose bush a lemon or an orange off your tree. Or perhaps you have something that you love that you just want to pass on and give to someone. A gift does not always have to be bought, my friends. Let me release you of that. Gifts without ribbons can be just as meaningful. Uh, An observable love by filling the cup by pouring that encouragement from the cup is transforming the love of Christ. Um, It's kind of like perfume. And I I opened my Bible this morning because I wanted to um, particularly read you that scripture word for word in 2 Corinthians 2, uh, 
verse 14. But thanks be to God who always leads us in his triumph in Christ. Now listen at this. And manifests through us the sweet aroma of the knowledge of him in every place. Verse 15. For we are a fragrance of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. We are a a sweet aroma. We are like a perfume that that sweet aroma in every place that can spill over and we can pour from our cup and encourage one another. We are a fragrance of Christ to all people, those that know him and those that don't know him. Uh, in every place, in the grocery store line, you are pouring from your cup of encouragement. You are transforming the love of Christ. In the grocery store line, when someone might have two items and you say, and you've got a cart full and you say, go ahead of me, um, you know, pass it on. Just and they're so, And they smile and say, thank you. You are transforming the love of Christ through the kindness that you demonstrate. You are that sweet aroma of him in every place to everyone, Um, much like perfume. And I have to just tell you a, a quick story. When I go through a department store, and I love to go through the cosmetic counter and try on all the samples of perfume. And I'll go to every, you know, each side of the counter and try on the sample. And I'll dab it on my wrist and I'll dab it on my elbows and I'll dab it, you know, on, on my behind my ears. And I'm just like in my element trying on all these different fragrances. And I walk out of the cosmetic center and and the women the clerks look at me and roll their eyes like oh my gosh she reeks she's got all these different uh scents on and and i smell very confusing i'm sure i ask you what fragrance do you leave behind when you walk out your front door what fragrance do you leave behind to those that do not know christ is it a confusing fragrance when you walk into work or walk into church or, you know, go into a place to volunteer or you're, you know, you're in a store and you get angry and you lash out? What is the fragrance you're leaving behind? Oh, my goodness. Um, we are a fragrance of Christ. And don't, don't let us be confusing, but let us be a clear fragrance of him by our actions by our words by our the way we serve one another by what we do by what we say to pour from our cup um, words of encouragement and acts of encouragement and um, deeds of encouragement and in th- the time that we give one these are all um ways that you can demonstrate the love of Christ and the importance of um, being that fragrance of him, being that perfume um, among all people. Uh, I hope you get that. I hope you, you know, I don't want, in other words, when I say a confusing um, 
scent about you from so many different, like when I tried on all the different perfumes. There have been times when I have been yelling at my kids for not doing their homework or yada, 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 and the phone rings and I pick up the phone and say, hi, how are you? Oh, I'm so glad you called. And my kids look at me and roll their eyes like, oh my gosh, is that the same mother that just was yelling at me? What a confusing aroma of the perfume of my life am I teaching my children the inconsistency of uh, how um, of of my actions. So hey, that's just a little tip. But encouragement can be in so many different forms, and I encourage you if you if you write notes, um, or you know, if you are. hospitable, invite someone over. Help out maybe someone that needs just uh, a run to the grocery store if they're sick. How nice that you could do that or to practice hospitality or um, just sometimes I've had people come up and just give me a big hug and say, you know, I know you're going through a tough time right now and I just want you to know I'm praying for you, Susan. That is transforming the love of Christ and through our actions and words and deeds and how important that is to demonstrate that uh, and, and to refresh and renew someone's spirit. There's just nothing like it. How, how do you become an encourager? Well, um, ask yourself, you know, what can I do that would encourage someone? Think of the people that you know that are having a hard year. Maybe they just haven't gotten back on their feet yet from last year. And maybe they just need a phone call or a text or a note or, you know, hey, stop by for coffee or uh, let's, you know, let's go meet at McDonald's and let the kids play in the playground or whatever. Um, But just put yourself in someone's shoes um, and just express your care for someone through a note or a call or a visit, how important that is. And sometimes just for someone to say, I'm praying for you, is such an encouragement um, to encourage one another all the more. Think of a word that might encourage someone. Um, Think of, of the abundance of needs around you and what can you do and what can you say. Encouragement is not just doing for someone what they can do for themselves. Um, but it is reminding them of the hope that we have in Jesus Christ and the importance of that. And when you transform the love of Christ, my friends, um, you are saying, um, I, I love you like God loves you, and I love you unconditionally, and I care about you. And God cares about us, and therefore we can care about others and love others equally. And so many times, 
um, just saying, I prayed for you today, or I see Jesus in you, or I believe in you. Um, in fact, I just put on my Facebook, which kind of led into this talk on encouragement. I just put on my Facebook um, last night, the Lord just led me to do it because I knew somebody needed it. And I said, you know, don't give up. Never give up. Persevere. Push through it. You can do this. I believe in you. Um, I just, you know, we live in a world that needs encouragement. Who better to do it than those of us who have been encouraged and who then can equally turn around and encourage others through the love of Christ. Um, the importance of that. I think that God's word, of course, is my greatest encouragement. Uh, it's the best place for me to find comfort and regain perspective. And, uh, you know, I think of the the stories in the the true stories in the in the Bible that encourage me, the woman at the well, um, Jesus encouraged her heart. Oh my gosh, she walked away um, with a, a bucket full of knowing him and and her life changed. She didn't just walk away with a bucket of water, but she walked away with the heart full of um of being encouraged through Jesus. And then um, the woman who was caught in adultery. These are all, the woman at the well, the story is in John 4, 1 through 26, if you want to write that down. The woman that was caught in adultery, John 8, 1 through 11. And, and Jesus gave her a second chance. Don't we all need a second chance when we blow it? And then Jonathan and David in the Old Testament in 1 Samuel 18, they encouraged one another and supported one another in their friendship. And then Paul encouraged Timothy through his letters. Paul was such a letter writer. Gosh, we've lost that art. I'm speaking to myself. Um, so many times I text a thank you instead of taking the time to write it. And I'm working on that, girls. I'm working on it. But Paul encourages me because he was such a letter writer and encouraged Timothy. Zacchaeus was encouraged when he climbed up in the tree and Jesus noticed him and then he ends up um, inviting Jesus uh, to come to his house. Oh my gosh. Um, and when Jesus says, I'm coming to your house today. And oh my goodness, uh, when somebody invites me over, I'm encouraged. Uh, I've learned to just say, hey, come over for a cup of coffee. I don't have anything to serve with it, but hey, I've got water if you want water, tea, bag, and I've got coffee. So um, there's so many ways you can express um, that love for each other to encourage one another. And I encourage you, my friends, um, the biggest thing that you can do is to um, be with someone. Um, and these are things that don't cost money. And I speak of that because there are a lot of you out there who um, don't have 
the ability to give gifts with ribbons. I encourage you to give gifts without ribbons. Um, to be with someone in crisis or loneliness is a means of transforming the love of Christ. To come alongside someone. If you see a need, fill it. Um, serving someone is not always glamorous and it's not always, you're not always center stage, but to do something behind the scenes, to serve and to listen. Um, it seems so many times that our emptiness is filled with busyness instead of relationships. And, you know, sometimes we don't even think that what we're doing matters, but it does. It matters. Jesus didn't just tell us how to encourage others. He demonstrated it. He lived it out. He shows up in my life every day. He shows up in your life every day. You may not always feel his presence, but he's there and he's working behind the scenes and he's encouraging you. Uh, you know, God has encouraged me to put one foot in front of the other so many times just through his word, through other people through care, through the love of one another. The most important thing I think you can do, and I'll end with this, and let you sit back and think of how you might encourage someone today. The most important thing um, is just showing up. You don't have to take anything. You don't have to, you know, have your pom-poms. You don't have to bake cookies or a pie. Oh yeah, all those things are great. But all you need to do is show up. You need to walk into somebody's life today and say, you know what? I care about you. You need to thank the clerk in the grocery store. You need to thank the, the I watch women come into our church that um, are struggling and sometimes a smile and getting, uh, reaching out to them is showing up in their life. Oh, my friends, practice TLC, tender loving care, yes. But how about transforming the love of Christ as a means of encouragement to someone today and just show up in their life? Just show up. You have encouraged me. And I pray that you have been encouraged. I'm so glad you joined me. I love hanging out with you. And the fact that we share a little corner of the world. And I do believe in you. And I do say to you, if you're not on Facebook with me, I say, never give up. Persevere. Push through it. You can make it. I believe in you. Always move closer to Jesus, my friends, because you see, moving closer to Jesus and being encouraged by him, it just doesn't get much better than that. Hey, I'll see you next time. And until we meet again, may God walk with you and talk with you and may his presence be felt in your life. See you again soon. 
Hope for the Uprooted with Susan Miller is a production of Just Move Ministry. Just Move Ministry is a nonprofit, non-denominational ministry dedicated to the emotional well-being, spiritual growth, and ongoing resilience of women uprooted by a move or other major life change. Susan Miller is the founder of Just Move Ministry and the author of After the Boxes Are Unpacked. Around the world, women uprooted by a move are gathering in After the Boxes Are Unpacked study groups. Together, they form friendships and find belonging in a new community while seeking to understand how God is using their move to grow and deepen them. Learn more at justmoved.org, where you can sign up for weekly words of encouragement, subscribe to Bloom, an inspirational publication, and read new articles every month that inform and inspire. Join the Just Moved community and the Just Moved community Facebook group a place to connect with and be encouraged by other women anticipating or recovering from a move. 